Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Hey guys, Mike here, and today... I am once again hanging out with my sister, Al- hey, freaks, how are ya? Allison Jorlin from Milwaukee Ghosts. And um, since it is December, which means it's, it's the holiday season, and I am with family, I thought we could talk a little bit today about Christmas. I mean, uh, St. Nick's Day was just on Saturday. And uh, Allison, you remember St. Nick's Day? I do. It was one of one of my favorite times of year. I used to love to uh, hang up the Christmas stockings, and it was always, you know, just a lot of fun to get up and and uh, climb onto the fireplace and pull down your stocking and and see what what treats were left behind. Yes, no, I, I really enjoyed Saint Nick's Day to do. Uh, and so, if you guys don't know, I mean, everybody knows about Santa Claus. Uh, and but St. Nicholas was more of a tradition coming out of uh, our German heritage when we grew up near Milwaukee. Uh, so St. Nick would, uh, you'd put up a stocking, and then he would leave little gifts for you. So St. Nick would just leave little stuff for you. And our mother used to say that St. Nick snuck in through the keyhole. And that's how St. Nick got in. Uh, he didn't come through the chimney like Santa Claus. And then you'd be like, well... Because if you're a kid, when you read A Night, night Before Christmas, uh, you're like, well, they talk about St. Nick like he's Santa Claus. And so then this would be another difficulty for parents to be like, well, St. Nicholas isn't Santa Claus. St. Nicholas is, Saint, is his own guy. Right. And, and is an actual uh, an actual Catholic saint? Mm-hmm. No, St. Nick is an actual Catholic saint. And um, no, it was, it was, that was always an extra fun thing. Always an extra fun thing, unless we got coal. Yes, because if if you were a naughty little child, as I often was, uh, the only thing that would be in your stocking would be coal. So cold, that, dark coal. Yeah. So th- that was the thing. Santa would. I mean, Santa almost never brought anything. Ne- he I, he never brought us anything negative or anything. You know, Santa was always. He was always good cop. You know, St. Nick was allowed to bring us coal. St. Nick was allowed to let us know that we'd been bad that year. Um, and, and, and in our tradition, St. Nick would just, I mean, he would just bring you coal if you'd been naughty. But we should go back a little bit further to the other German traditions because there's a character that a lot of Americans don't know about, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So St. Nick had... A devilish companion. He's known as the, the Christmas devil, actually, or the Christmas demon, Krampus. <laughs> yeah, the fact that there is a Christmas demon. They, they don't talk about that when they, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't have, like they have plenty of Coca-Cola Santa Clauses. They don't have, like, Coca-Cola Krampus. I mean, they should have Coca-Cola Krampus, which is, he's the Christmas high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> That's right. No, no uh, Mexican Coke for you. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting the evils of corn syrup. Yeah, you're that's getting right. 
full on Krampus. You're getting right. You're getting a Christmas present for your butt. Uh, <laughs> so, but I mean, so in the in the old like the it comes from the, in the Alpine Christmas tradition. I mean, Saint Nick n- number one. Santa Claus doesn't come on the 25th of December on Christmas Day. Santa Claus or St. Nicholas comes on December 6th, which was Saturday, December 6th, St. Nick's Day. I didn't get any coal. Right. I didn't get any coal in my stocking this year. Did you? That's good. And and also the Friday before then, or or this this year was Friday, um, December 5th is Krampus Nacht. The night of Krampus. Don't you love things in German? They just, I do. They, they just so sound They sound so much more horrible. It's like Krampus not. <laughs> right. It's like, oh yeah, Sankt Nicholas Tag und vor Krampus Nacht. You know, like <laughs> that's that's when something horrible is gonna happen to you. When the Christmas devil comes to your house. And so um the idea is that Krampus uh, co- you know, comes to your house and then gives you a little, uh, like a little qu- a pop quiz on your catechism. Pop quiz on your, I guess we'd call it Sunday school here. And uh, Krampus gives you a pop quiz. A- and what happens, Allison, if uh, you don't get Krampus's questions correct? Well, possibly one of three punishments. Uh, Krampus is always pictured as carrying around a switch, which he he would use to beat children. Yeah. If, if you were naughty, uh, if you did not know your catechism, so. Uh, but this was the the least the least of your troubles because right. also would uh, be pictured carrying a basket, a very large basket on his back, or a sack. Like Saint Nick's, or or like a like a Santa Claus's uh, big sack, except Krampus's sack was empty. Ah, oh, so no presents, no presents in Krampus's sack, no. right? No, 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 no. It's a it's a particularly wide sack uh, used to collect all the naughty little hellions, uh, and so he puts he stuffs the naughty children in there. Um, so Krampus then, is a Krampus is a kidnapper. That's right. He kidnaps you. It's the Christmas kidnapping. Yeah, he stuffs you in, in in the sack, and so then one of two things could happen. He would either um, dump you into the river, or uh, he would drag you back to hell with him and eat you alive. Oh, so you could be eaten by Krampus. That's right. You, you know, I think that's what happened to all those people on the Mississippi River uh, up here in Minneapolis and in La Crosse and something oh. like that. They say it's a serial killer. I think it's Krampus. It's it's really Krampus. <laughs> yes. Well, Krampus is is pictured as as a demon. He has very prominent horns. He's very hairy. Um, you know, he's very much uh, like a goat man, I guess you would say, in, in appearance. Okay. So. Would you say that Krampus has a certain relation to um, pagan traditions from Europe? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I, I think a lot of our holiday traditions grow out of paganism. And and this is one that's been largely forgotten, although it has been, you know, the, the tradition of Krampus has been gaining lots of popularity. I, I mean, there are... Uh, there used to only be Krampus uh, parades 
like in Germany and in Austria. But, you know, now we're seeing uh, Krampus events uh, pop up uh, around the United States, too. Well, there was a Krampus event in Chicago on Friday, I believe. Um, and I'm just looking into it. So I'm going next year. Yeah. I am definitely going. Oh, yeah. You got I mean, the Krampus Fest sounds like a sweet party. But this is the um, – they have a kid-friendly event, one in Chicago. Uh, but this is – the one that's the st- started this year is not, is not kid-friendly. <clears throat> it's the whole uh, Krampus knocked and uh, they had craft beer, Krampus-themed art exhibits, a switching station where partygoers can get spanked by beasts clutching birch sticks. I, I've been to parties like that before. The switching <laughs> station, no, that's, yeah. that's real I- Christmassy. I bet you have. <laughs> um, and so here's the, the, the guys that put it on said, we're mostly inundated with Santa Claus and commercialism and consumerism and a lot of that Christmas mumbo jumbo. Krampus is a tongue-in-cheek way of taking a tradition of making children afraid to do bad things and reclaiming it as adults. So, uh, oh, and there also was a salsa truck. So that, <laughs> this yeah. sounds like a big, right, let's, let's reclaim Christmas with a salsa truck and craft beer. Actually, I think yeah. that sounds like a great way to reclaim so, Christmas. Kind of a fusion, a fusion event. Yeah, I think, uh, but I mean, so we're having Krampus knocks. In the United States now. But when, you know, and I, I think it goes back a little bit to kind of the traditions of uh, pagan Europeans who would dress up as like wild men, you know, dress up as bears and, and things like that uh, as a way like to ensure a good harvest for the next year. You know, they, they would right. go through these rituals. And, and so... Krampus, you know, I think kind of comes out of that, uh, yeah. that, that primal European wild, the Neanderthal, right? The primal European wild man that they used to dress up like. Um, because on the Krampus night parade and stuff, like these guys had rusty chains and switches and they'd run around the town and scare kids and then have drinks with the kids' parents. Right. So this is just like, uh, and, and you can imagine it too, because... And it still goes on. It still goes on today in Germany and Austria. Right, but you can just imagine, like the kind of party where it's like we don't care what you know. It's like it's Krampus night, man. This is our night, baby. And they just put on costumes, get wasted, run around, scare kids, and um, I mean, just turn it, you know, t- turn it into a giant public nuisance and act, you know. Cr- uh, and I just think that's a um, that's a fun way to act like. Uh, some of those pagan gods. So, so you're aspiring to that, Mike. That's what it sounds I, like. I'm thinking. You love, love in your heart for Krampus. I hear it coming through. You got to, because I think that um, that's just part of the n- number one. It might be part of the male psyche, but number two, it might be part of the human psyche of that uh, this uncivilized character that exists. This this side of humanity that exists. That's completely uncivilized. Think about uh, Dionysus, you know, the satyr who, I mean, very much like Krampus, very much like... The very goat-like. Tra- very goat-like, very much like the traditional Christian devil. I mean, and for a reason, too. I mean, when the Christians are trying to convert, uh, you know, people who, you know, they want to have Dionysian parties, you know, they want to have bacchanals. 
Right, and, and they just want to want to cast all uh, responsibility aside. And, and so, you know, the Christians can kind of they can they can take some of those rituals as as the early Christians were so good at doing, as every religion is probably good at doing. Once it takes over for the old one, it has to uh, assimilate some of the old rituals into the new theology. You know, the, the new thing, because people need to have that some kind of familiar. I mean, you know, in modern culture, our most, you know, the, the assimilating the old, uh, the old religion into new is probably most prominent to us because we understand it in voodoo. Right. You know, the, the, the mixture of Catholicism and African animism and, and things like that. But, I mean, animism, uh, which is... So we should explain animism for the kids. Okay. You know, right? Well, no. All right. I, All right. The idea that there's a spirit in everything. Mm-hmm. That, that's what my definition would be. Does that match with your definition, Mike? Absolutely. I mean, that, that is the idea of animism, that, um, you know, there is a soul. I mean, not, not in the traditional maybe Christian soul of heaven and stuff like that, but there is a soul to every living creature. Every, I mean, it's the stones and the rocks and uh, the water and animals, and that's where a lot of folklore and stuff comes from. When you're, when you're thinking of, uh, you know, if you think about folklore, think of a, you know, like Br'er Rabbit or something like that, and you give uh, a soul, a spirit to an animal. Right, and and I mean that that uh, religious uh, tradition of animism. I mean, you know, when you're looking at it, you know, from a, a postmodern viewpoint, I mean, there is a lot in um, animism that you know I think still resonates today, um, and we could we could really have a whole show about about voodoo and i i think oh, we th should there will be a whole show about voodoo and animism and the whole thing i just i just wanted to connect it to bringing yeah. bringing krampus the europe you know like the european wild man guys dressed up like bears guys going crazy on a friday night and acting right. stupid and everything just to let you know just to uh let some steam out in the winter time Right, and well, and it's the connection—the connection with the wild, as you were saying, or to you know, a way to let out the the human dark side just a little bit, you know, not letting it have full reign, but you know, giving it a holiday so so it can you know just wreak a little bit of acceptable havoc, uh, but not really hurt anyone. Um, but you know, uh, the other thing I'd like uh, us to touch on is. Is that uh, you know the Krampus celebration um, is really part of I would think a, a larger phenomena that that starts with you know what we know now as as Halloween, but which had its Celtic roots um, in in the celebration of Samhain, uh, which was was to celebrate the dark part of the year, to celebrate uh, the harvest. And also, Wait, when you said Samhain, you mean like Sam Hain, right? Oh yes, yes. Well, well, that's that's how uh, some people pronounce it. Right for um, you, for you, Danzig and Ghostbusters fans, Sam Hain is what we're talking that's about. That's right. Yeah. So, so the way that uh, the correct pronunciation is Samhain, but I don't you spell it like Sam Hain. Sure. But anyway, so so in this tradition, um, what the the ancient Celts 
would do is, you know, they'd celebrate the harvest, uh, they'd have uh, bonfires, and uh, I believe probably also sacrifices as well. Sure. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we have retained for our uh, Halloween tradition is uh, the idea of, of dressing up in costume, dressing up as demons, because in the dark part of the year, um, when it, it, it does uh, begin, um, you know, after the autumnal equinox, uh, when, when the dark does take over, and it is for, for longer um, hours of the, the day, it is dark than light. You know, the idea was that, that the underworld was, was coming up, or, you know, the, the veil between uh, our world and the afterlife was becoming thinner. And, and so creatures could come through, demons could come through, and, and they would walk among us. Well, the idea is if you dress up as a demon, then, then they're not going to know that, that you're really a, a, a puny, scared human. You they're going to think you're one of the brethren. And that's, fu- that's a funny thing, Allison, because... For anybody that watches the TV show The Walking Dead, uh, part of the you know part of what they do in The Walking Dead sometimes is if you cover yourself in zombie guts, you can walk among the zombies and they can't smell your aliveness. So that's that just really reminded me like we see that and now that's the most popular scripted drama on television. I can't first of all I can't believe a zombie show is the most popular scripted you know drama yeah. on television. I um, know. And that which is fantastic in its own right. And and the shows up and down it's, it's it varies in quality, but one of the things it is is that if you cover yourself in zombie guts and the you can walk among the zombies and they can't tell. Kind of like if you ever see the movie Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Well, well they didn't exactly uh <laughs> they didn't cover themselves. The dead. They didn't have to exactly cover themselves in guts. They just walked around <laughs> <laughs> imitating zombies, which is is funny. Is was a hilarious part of the movie. It, it was, but the but the thing is, is that that idea of dressing like the enemy, the other, the you know, dressing like the monster, and then the monster thinks you're one of them. That goes back thousands you know tens of thousands of years that tradition and stuff so we see that in stuff now we have a laugh and like oh the monsters are stupid but we've been thinking of, of about this for all of recorded history you know and and, and longer right so, so that, I, that just made me laugh and it's like that's exactly when people thought that monsters could come through and the veil between this world and the next was porous right. um and that leads that that period of the, year, of the year though leads up to uh the winter solstice uh december twenty first um and then after just the summer twenty first it starts getting lighter again but, but really you know between uh the autumnal equinox and uh the winter solstice that is your dark part of the year so um it's not unusual for when you look back in the history to see that you know, even during, uh, you know, the turn of the century, uh, it wasn't uncommon for people to dress in costume during the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, go out and trick or treat like we do during Halloween. Uh, so, I mean, that's really interesting to, to see that, that tradition of Halloween, which we now limit to uh, October 31st, you know, really extend 
beyond into that whole dark part of the year. And we'll, you know, we'll talk about that again. We'll have a whole episode on the Christmas tradition of Christmas ghost stories. Uh, yeah. And where, you know, Dickens got the idea for the Christmas Carol. And, and that'll be its own separate episode. But that, yes, uh, getting ghost back. Stories, yeah, let me just say one more thing, because I love ghosts. So, yeah, uh, with, um, with the Christmas Carol, uh, that's a holiday tradition. Um, you know, Charles Dickens. Um, developed that story during the time during in Victorian England when it was traditional or at Christmas time to tell ghost stories. And that's why the Christmas Carol is a ghost story because again, it's that dark part of the year. Um, something that we now reserve just for October 31st actually went on from the autumnal equinox all the way through uh, and until the uh, winter solstice when it started after that to get a little bit lighter every day yeah i mean and so so krampus and and krampus knocked and and that sort of celebration um is part of that now when we're talking about uh the world being dark for a certain part of the year um i think we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss that krampus in iceland had 13 brothers Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so, um, no, the Icelandic Krampus was even more terrifying than the usual Krampus because he had a whole bunch of brothers. And that's probably because Iceland is dark, um, I mean, for a good, good portion of the wintertime. I mean, they they get, I don't know if they get to a point with 24 hours of night, um, but I know they get really close. Uh, so, I mean, when I was in, when I spent some time in Iceland, there was four hours of darkness or less, you know, I'm pretty sure it was right around a little less than four hours of darkness. And that's because you went during the summertime. Right. So imagine in the wintertime when there's only four hours of light. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's gotta be nasty. So, I mean, Krampus is kind of picking up in, um, American society today. Number one, cause you can find out about him on the internet, but Krampus has not been ignored by pop culture at all either. So, I mean, now that we, we, we are inundated with supernatural TV shows, it really is an embarrassment of riches compared to... I love it! Compared to 10 years ago. I mean, 20 years ago, after the X-Files, we had a lot of great paranormal TV shows. I feel like in the 70s, there were some great paranormal TV shows, but there was a, dr- <gasps> there was a drought for a good long while. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there are varying quality for every Kolchak the Night Stalker, there's a... Oh, come on. That's a classic, Mike. I know. That's what I said. For every Kolchak the Night Stalker, there's a Baywatch Nights. Oh! Oh, I forgot about Baywatch <laughs> How Nights. How did you forget about it? It's the, I... It was the Hoff versus... Like, it's the Hoff versus the, the, the other world. You know, it's, it's the oh, Hoff. Oh, man. I got a date with YouTube. I'm uh, going to be watching that tonight. Yes. Yes. Baywatch Nights on YouTube. You're going to have to find it. Um, Krampus never appeared... Baywatch Nights that I know of. Um, but Krampus definitely appeared on a show that you enjoy. Yes. And that's Grimm. Yes. And and it's interesting because uh, that that uh, that show has a lot of Germanic influence. Well, it's called, um, it's called Grimm. Yes. And, and, you know, the Grimm, you know, the, the idea of, of the Grimm uh, fairy tales being based on reality and then Grimm's being... Uh, these protectors, or in the past, uh, you know, more like a, a chop your head 
chop your head off first, ask questions later sort of group. But um, now, now very cool and enlightened and, and have, and have uh, some of these uh, so-called monsters as friends because, you know, some of the monsters are cool. So Grim, check it out. So they, they but, Grim, so Krampus did appear on, the Christmas devil appeared on Grim. In last la- year. Okay. And so you can yeah. probably find that on Hulu or something like that and check Absolutely. it out. If you want to get into that show, it's a, it's a good paranormal show. Um, Krampus was also on American Dad this, you know, last year. Do you ever watch American Dad? Um, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of, uh, of the Seth. Oh, I mean, I know. He no, heard- he hardly has anything to do with that show anymore. All right. Well, he's very, very talented, but also very, very uh, crass. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Well, it can get a little much for me, but American Dad, I think, is um, – I, I only catch it every once in a while, but it's probably my favorite of those shows. Um, I mean, number one, because they have an alien that lives with them. I mean, the idea that the dad works for the CIA and he stole, you know, he stole an alien from Area 51 and brought him home. Uh, is, okay. Is All one right, of, that's cute. Is one of the ways that makes American Dad fun. Plus, they had these mind control experiments and he brought home a goldfish that has the brain of an East German, like, a, uh, I forget, not like East German weightlifter or something like that from the 80s. So there's an evil goldfish that talks and just says mean things in a German accent on the show. Um, so they bring in all these ideas of the CIA has done, you know, the way the CIA has experimented on aliens and mind control and things like that. And so those are... Okay, well, well that's fun. I like that. And so I enjoy that part of American Dad, and I think it's pretty clever. Plus, if Patrick Stewart, uh, you know, if Patrick Stewart appears on the show regularly as Roger's boss, I'm sorry, Stan's boss, and... Um, I uh, I always enjoy a little bit of the captain uh, in my life. That's right. Make it so, Mike. Make it so. <laughs> That's correct. So, but Krampus, Minstrel Krampus was the name of the episode, and he was in the holiday special um, after uh, he had stolen Stan, Stan's son, because Stan's son was bad, and uh, Stan and Roger, the alien, had to go to the North Pole to rescue him. And uh, that awesome. was fun. Now, th- now, this is a show I don't watch very much, um, but I know it's really popular. And it's got to be in the 10th season or whatever. It's Supernatural. Oh, yeah. I- I've-, I've watched a few episodes. Yeah. So in- they had Krampus on there, too? Yeah, they had Krampus in the third season uh, to investigate a series of people who were disappearing up their chimneys. And so uh-huh. uh, Supernatural hunted down the-, the brothers Sam and... I want to say Sam and... I want to. I was Sam and Dean. I was gonna say Sam and Dave, but I'm like, no, Sam and Dave sang Soul Man. This is not. It's not those That's guys. Right. Uh, Sam and Dean hunted down the Christmas Devil. Uh, you can find that a very supernatural Christmas. And then, awesome. in, in, I'm gonna check that one out. Yeah, and uh, in 2013, they made a movie called Krampus the Christmas Devil. Ah. And uh, that looks like now I don't know if Krampus the Christmas Devil looking at it. Um, uh, I don't know if it ever was shown in theaters. <laughs> it doesn't look like the kind of film that that made it out. Uh, wasn't oh, a big come holiday. on! It's a holiday classic, right? Uh, and like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> I think right. I think of movies like It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Santa Claus versus the Martians, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Krampus the Christmas Devil. That's uh, right. So, um, in this 
in this track, released in 2013, it's about a local police officer who's going to track down a child abductor. But instead of being the usual, you know, crazy child abductor, molester kind of guy, it's Krampus the Christmas demon. Um, so Krampus the Christmas devil is just a little something for your holidays. So maybe it's a new classic you can watch with your kids every year. That's um, right. That might be something... Something's got to get him to behave, right? <laughs> right. Maybe Krampus will do it. Well, I, you know, I really like the that's fact. Right. I mean, there's maybe that's the ticket. <laughs> there's so much fun that has to, like Christmas. I, I, I enjoy Christmas too. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a cynical bastard sometimes, but I, I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy holidays. I enjoy people doing something fun and different, and and having and having a, a festive atmosphere. Um, and the fact, the fact that. That we've been doing this for centuries, and, and now obviously it's it's very commercial for the past hundred and fifty years or so, and and Christmas drives, I mean, a good portion of our retail economy. I completely understand that, um, and so having Krampus as part of Christmas as a commercial holiday doesn't really work, you know, because if your kids you don't are think so? if your if your kids are bad, you don't buy them iPads. Just a couple more things on Krampus because uh, I just I love looking at pictures of them, and, and we'll we'll put some of these things in the show notes so you can enjoy a little Krampus in your life. Um, Europeans exchange Krampus greeting cards. So right. You, so they gruß vom Krampus, greetings from the Krampus, and so they sent. Little, you know, little cards with Krampus. Like, I'm looking at one right now, and it's Krampus totally who looks like Pan. Totally looks like the devil. You know. Right. The goat man. The goat the, man of Christmas. The goat man of Christmas. The Christmas demon is spanking a kid who looks like the little Dutch boy. And it's it's a greeting card from 1900. Can you imagine sending that? Like, hope you're happy. You know, greetings from the Krampus. Hope your kids are behaving this year. Um He's often featured looming menacely over children, uh, sexual overtones. He's pursuing buxom women in some of the. Ugh, well, I didn't know about that. Well, Krampus is, you know, think about the, the boys on Krampus Knocked. I guess. That's you know, right. I mean, Krampus Knocked is the, is the wild man. I mean, think about Pan or Bacchus. I mean, that right. was wild human, that was the human id. Right, um, or the, the satyrs, the Greek satyrs, right? Yeah, I mean, they were the wild man. There was, I mean, in Northern Europe and stuff like that, they dressed as bears instead of goats. But that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't change, that there were these completely uncivilized people um, and that we were acting like them and, uh, you know, using them to scare our kids. Yeah, these, these characters that represent a part of the human psyche. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's even like, so uh, during a Krampuslauf, which is oh the parade, yeah, you know, uh, that's the run of the celebrants dressed as Krampus, and they're all boozing up beforehand, and so it's customary to offer someone dressed as Krampus schnapps, um, which is fruit brandy. If you guys haven't tried it yet, and it's depending, it could be disgusting, could be good. Um, but anyway, so these guys, so you see a Krampus or whatever after the parade and stuff when they're running around scaring your kids, shaking rusty chains and taking the switch to your boy. Uh, after he finishes abusing your child, you're supposed to give him some schnapps. Right. And 
don't forget all the swag that you can buy. Um, I'm just looking now. There's uh, Krampus greeting cards. My favorite, though, is you can even get a Krampus, Creepy Krampus sticker book with 72 reusable stickers. Oh, man. Yeah, perfect for all your naughty girls and boys. That is. I mean, and and just Krampus is just, I mean, we used to get a little bit of coal in the stocking when we were bad. Um, But I'm just glad I was not shoved into a sack and dragged down to hell. Yeah, we both could have been. (laughs) Oh, I totally deserve I deserved it today. That's right. So anyway, um, thank you for joining me today, Allison. I'm glad uh, you know we could talk a little bit about Krampus and the family and everything like that. And yeah. um, if people want to find out any any more about what you do and, and the kind of stuff about Milwaukee ghosts, where's the place to go? Well, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure, bro. And you can find out more information about local ghost stories at milwaukeeghosts.com Alright, thanks a lot, Allison. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. It's Wendy. Just dropping in to say thanks to Mike and Allison for the great discussion. It really got me in the holiday spirit, and I'm going to make darn sure that I behave myself so that Krampus character does not stop by my house. <laughs> I also wanted to let you know that you can find the episode show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash 13. That's the number one three. For today's song, we have a Sunspot original holiday track where a robot Krampus makes a visit in the middle. This is Digitalistic Christmas.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.